G'day and welcome back to the HR Notes podcast. I'm here today with Jashil. My name is Nick and we have some pretty interesting stuff for you uh, coming at you today. Jashil, maybe introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Jashil. Um, I'm currently doing law and commerce at Monash University. Um, I'm really passionate about tutoring students. I really love my job. Um, and a quick fact about me, um, halfway during halfway during year 12, I got a concussion. So that was interesting. You got a concussion through year 12? Yeah, yeah. It was the stress of year 12 that got to me and I ended up getting concussed. Uh, so did you have an impact to the head or was it just... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, basically it was just we were playing a game called the Lemon Game where uh-huh. we had like all the guys in a circle and we really liked to play a game called Soccer Square at lunchtime, like every single lunchtime. Yeah. And every time that lunch was over, we'd play something called the Lemon Game. So we'd get all the guys in a circle and we'd have a soccer ball and everyone had to keep it up basically. And the poor soul who didn't keep it up would get tackled. And that was me for that one time. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, hopefully you won't get concussed today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jashil has started working with ATAR Notes and did his first lecture the other day. Obviously did really well in um, in high school. Got 99.7 ATAR, which is yeah. you know not, not too shabby. Um, so Jashil, I guess today we'll look at kind of two different sections. One, looking at your year 12 experience and how you kind of dealt with that and kind of how you studied and stuff like that. And then we'll move on to your law experience, which should be interesting for people considering either law or commerce. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we'll start with year 12. Just in general, how did you kind of find year 12? Did you find it sort of stressful or like was it fairly easy for you? I actually found it like less stressful than year 11. Right. It's kind of weird, but during year 11, it's like you have one, three, four subject and you're really stressing out about that subject. So during year 12, it's like you have to balance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's what subject did you do in year 11 to three, four? So in year 11, I did legal studies. Legal studies. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and how did you find that doing um, it in year 11? Yeah, it was good doing it in year 11 because you have so much time to focus just on one subject mm. and you have like such a massive opportunity to score really high and boost up your ATAR. Yep. Um, now, now you did really well in a whole range of subjects. In fact, I think all six you got something ridiculously high for your study score, um, and that was again, uh, that was across a whole different range. So yeah. science, math, like English, humanities. Do you study in different ways for those subjects, or did you kind of have consistent study techniques? Um, for I mean, the techniques in which you like actually study for the different subjects that was a little bit different. But the main thing was I was consistent with all different subjects. Like I actually didn't expect to score that high for all the subjects <laughs> that I did. But it really depended on the subject. Like for example, chemistry, it was mainly just knowing the theory really well, understanding it, being able to explain it, and then just doing lots of exams. For methods, it was basically just practice questions, like the whole time. Whereas for history, my style of studying was completely different. Like it, for me personally, it was doing like individual research into into all the different events of the revolution and all the different things that led up to the different revolutions. Um, yeah, and for English, it was, it was kind of like the same. English, it's more spending time reflecting and just thinking about the texts and really understanding them really well. Um, but yeah, so consistency with, with studying them all, but the techniques in studying them were a little bit different. So, so let's take chemistry, for example. So you got perfect study score in, yeah. in chemistry or very high band six for those in New South Wales. Um, that would be the equivalent. Do you feel like you did things differently to other students or like your peers or, or were you just kind of better at doing the kind of mainstream stuff? Um, 
I think definitely one of the key things that I did that I didn't really see many other people doing was learning from every single mistake that I made and mm-hmm. doing everything possible to reduce silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like I think even when I got to the end of the year, I got to a point where I'd even do some of my exams sitting in school uniform just to like prepare myself for that yeah. scenario. I mean, that sounds way over the top. <laughs> like you probably don't have to do that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the main thing with chemistry and really learning from like what my teacher told me, like tips and advice and asking my teacher all the time, what can I do to improve my, to, to improve my scores, to make myself better? Yeah, it's interesting. We've had quite a few tutors on the podcast before and they've all said really similar things. So yeah. like, oh, what do you do, do differently to other people? Pretty much everybody has said, learn from my mistakes or like keep track of my mistakes. Yeah. So, you know, don't just do practice exams for the sake of it, keep track of where you're going wrong and stuff like that. So yeah, there definitely does seem to be a bit of a theme, a bit of consistency, uh, consistency across the tutors. Um, do you have any regrets with the way that you studied at all or do you feel like you could have done anything differently in year 12 I I guess that could be uh, academic or otherwise yeah I mean some of I didn't really have that many regrets when it came to studying other than just being a little bit more smarter with the studying because a lot of the time I just spent just memorizing content just reading it out to myself yeah and when it came to later on in the year I realized that that probably wasn't the most effective especially when you get to exam period and you've got no time and a lot of work to do and I realized that maybe practice questions are more useful. Yeah. Okay, so so in hindsight, would have done more practice questions kind of earlier or just in Yeah, time? I think I think just planning your study really well and like planning practice exams really well. For example, like for history, the subject that I did, I didn't really get to do that many practice exams just because I didn't have enough time. Yeah. So I think in hindsight I might have hindsight, I might have gone back and um, done a lot of that research that I did. Because for history, like I did a lot of research with my notes and stuff when mm-hmm. it came really close to the exam by term three. So I was basically rewriting my notes again, just with lots of research. And I yes. felt that really helped, but I think it would have even been better if I did that from the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got heaps and heaps of people asking similar questions at the moment, which are pretty much always like, hey, when should I do practice exams or when should I start or how many should I do? Do you have any thoughts on, I guess, when to start or maybe putting a number on it if you can? It really depends on the subject, but in terms of when to start the exam, what I found best was just to start doing exams when you finished the course. Like yes. when, you, when you've done everything, then then start doing practice exams. And just when you get to the end of the year, just don't do any more textbook questions, just straight into exam style questions. Um, it's also useful to do exam style questions like during the year. Yep. Like I find that really it's a good way to prepare you for doing lots of practice exams. Yep. What was the second question, sorry? Um, I guess putting a number on, on how many, it's always a kind of typical question, you know, how yeah. many practice exams should I do? Well, if you're in year 11, then you have a lot of time to do a lot <laughs> of exams. So I think for legal, <coughs> sorry, I think for legal I did like 40 practice exams or something yeah. like that, which is a lot. Yeah. In year 12, you won't have time to do that many. No. Um, so for me, I think it depends on the subject really. Like for methods, I know I did quite a lot of practice exams. Mm-hmm. Same thing for chemistry and accounting. For English, it wasn't really practice exams because if you do one English practice exam, you're going to burn out because yeah. it's three hours, three essays. <laughs> yeah. For that, it was mainly just writing essays. Mm-hmm. And and for history, I just did like, I think, two or three or something. So yeah. it really just depends on the subject. Yeah, I think it depends on the, the person as well. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. for example, one of the subjects I did 
health and human development, kind of similar to PDHPE in New South Wales. Um, I probably did, yeah, like 40 practice exams, which is heaps and heaps and heaps. And then somebody else who works here at Shoot Smart, who got the exact same score, did zero practice exams. Yeah. So, so you can see that it's not even necessarily the number that you should be worrying about, but more the, the quality, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather do an exam really well than to just rush through and try to get as many as I can. Hundred percent, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so speaking of exams, do you have any thoughts on the best ways to prepare, kind of coming up for exams? We're currently, what is it, the end of July? We're yeah. going into August and September, and then next thing you know, exams will be around the corner. Um, do you have any kind of top tips? Or um, in terms of preparing for exams, yeah, I think it's just knowing your content really, really well. So spend some time revising everything that you do in class. So one thing I found really useful was before class, just pre-reading quickly what you're going to do during class. Yep. During class, taking notes. And then after class, reviewing what you've done because that saves you a lot of time. Then So you don't have to go back and then relearn the stuff. Another thing as well is also noting down some like key tips and tricks. So for example, in chemistry, um, I had my notes, but I just kept like um, little sticky notes here and there with just a list of key tips and tricks um, here and there, like important things to remember, important things to remember to do. And I found that that probably really helped me with chemistry because I knew all the tri- I knew all the tricks basically. Um, another thing with exam study is, like a lot of the time, people get bogged down in studying. So I think it's super important when you get to the end of the year to really balance. So for me personally, I would make sure I always got eight or nine hours of sleep every single day. Um, so I sleep at like 10.30, yep. wake up at 6.30 yep. <laughs> um, every single day. Because if you don't have the sleep, then you're like, your mind is not working right. Yeah, sure. and, and the second thing as well that really, really helped me, I think, was um, well, meditation. But then another part of that, I guess, is doing exercise. So I just go for a run every day, just like a short 10-minute run. And then on the days of my exam, I would just, because you don't have that much time, mm. I would just take a walk around the block or something mm. for like five minutes or something. And I think that, looking back, I think that really helps me, like, clear my mind mm-hmm. and just get into that exam mindset. Yeah, I think I think there's people who kind of cram just before the exam yeah. and, like, get really stressed and stuff. But it's actually really counterproductive because um, you get into that kind of negative mind space. But, yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Do, do you remember any of the kind of tips and tricks you had for chemistry specifically? For chemistry specifically? Yeah, I do. Um, one of the massive things that helped me, when, and I found that this tip, tip, this trick at the start of the year um, was using dot points in theory questions. Yep. Um, because I don't know, I, I personally had an issue where with theory questions, I just write a lot and it wouldn't really get to the point. Um, but then my teacher was like to me, okay, start using dot points. So I started using dot points and immediately I saw an improvement. I saw my answers getting more concise and to the point. And I saw that, like, my, my teacher explained it this way, like, you want to do everything possible to make your you want to make everything as easy as possible for your assessor. Mm-hmm. So if you have dot points, which has every single, if it's a three mark question and you got three dot points that have three parts of the answer, your assessor can just look at that, see the information, just tick, tick, tick. Great. Um, another thing for chemistry as well in particular is um, multi-choice questions. So multi-choice questions, the approach that I take to doing multi-choice questions is obviously reading the question really, really carefully, using reading time to answer the question. So for my exam, personally, um, when I did the chemistry exam, we had 15 minutes reading time. I spent 10 minutes of that just um, 
looking at the multi-choice questions, and I think I answered around 10 of the multi-choice questions just in reading time. And one thing that really, really helped me with multi-choice is just eliminating the answers that are wrong. So I find that the process of elimination works really, really well for multi-choice because you get rid of the options that aren't right and then you've narrowed your chances and, you, and you've increased the probability of you getting your answer correct. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. So we've spoken a lot about your year 12 experience, Jashil. Um, how did you kind of settle on law and commerce? I guess some people would be listening and thinking, hey, you did so well in chemistry, you're now a chemistry lecturer, why not science? Yeah, um, well, I think it was a range of factors. First of all, I was really, I've been always really, like, really interested in the law. So when I did legal studies in year 11, that's kind of when I decided that I wanted to do law just because I was super interested in it and I like, like I, yeah, I was just really interested in how the law works and potentially in becoming a lawyer. Um, another thing that influenced my decision was doing lots of months of like competitions and things like that. So debating, mooting, and I realized that, yeah, I really have a gift for public speaking yep. and mooting as well. So maybe I need to use that gift. And I think the law is a good uh, job to do that. Uh, in terms of not doing chemistry. Um, I guess I just chose commerce because it's more practical. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also interested in accounting and stuff like that as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. So, so do you go to like open days and stuff through year 12 or, or were you considering other things? Uh, I was considering other things, but I was mainly just focused on doing law. I think my career path changed a lot during the years. I think in, in junior, junior high school, I wanted to be like an engineer or something. And yep. As the years progressed, then you kind of find like where you're skilled, yep. where you have talent. And then I realized I probably do want to do law. Yeah, and great. open days definitely help with that a lot because just asking law students who were doing law themselves about what law was like, yep. like it was really, really useful. Uh, so do you think speaking to current students is kind of the best way to get an idea of what it's like? Or do you have any other thoughts on, on maybe what to ask at open days? Yeah, um, for what to ask, yeah, I think just asking students, current students who are doing the subject, oh, what's it like? Mm -hmm. um, is it interesting? What kind of subjects do you do? Where does it lead? What are the opportunities that you get at the end of, end of the degree? Um, I think asking those kind of questions really helped me solidify the fact that I wanted to do law. Yeah, great. So I guess, I guess I'll do that now on behalf of all the listeners. So, Jashil, what is law and commerce like? Well, law and commerce is a really good combination of subjects. Um, the law is, well, doing law subjects is really interesting. So in semester one, you do subjects called a subject, at Monash, you do a subject called foundations of law, mm -hmm. and you do criminal law. So foundations of law is where you can look at, okay, how did our law evolve? And it's really interesting because you can look at all these um, English cases in, um, in the past that have really set the precedent down for the law that we have today. And there's also criminal law where you can look at some of the um, aspects of a law in terms of in, in terms of um, in terms of criminal law. Yep. And it's really interesting because the, the most interesting thing, thing I find with the law is all the different cases that you get to hear. Like you get to hear real life cases that are being used as precedents today. Yep. For example, in criminal law, there's one case from 1665 that we use as a precedent for common law assault today. Yeah, and and it's so interesting because the people in the people in the case, they have swords. Yeah. <laughs> 350 <laughs> years yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, and, and how about commerce? How have you found, uh, yeah. have you found that? Commerce is, 
it's really good if you're interested in business. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing like accounting. Um, I'm going. I'm going to be majoring in accounting. But there's just such a wide range of things that you can do in commerce. Yeah. Like you can do economics. You can do management. You can do marketing. You can do accounting. You can do finance. Actuarial studies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things you can do, and they're all really relevant. Super relevant in like the modern world that we have today. So. So, so has uni broadly been what you expected or, or has it been different, maybe even like socially or in terms of the academics? Um, do, do you think it's kind of hit what you expected? Yeah, I think I, I did expect it. Yeah. A lot of people I heard, like a lot of my friends kind of prefer school versus uni, mm. but I personally prefer uni just because it's so different because you have so much freedom. Mm. Like you you go to your, you, you don't even have to go to your lectures. Like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, if, if they're recorded, you don't have to. But <laughs> you go to your lectures, and when you're not in your lecture, you have you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you can go to the library, you can study, you can catch up with friends. So, yeah, I really like the freedom element of it. But there's also a bad side to the freedom, which is that you're responsible for your own work. So yes. you have to stay, like, on top of things by yourself. Yeah. Like, your, your, your lecturers, they won't tell you if you have... Um, they won't tell you what to do, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not an eight hundred endorsed position, by the way. You should definitely go to all of your lectures in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, have you learned anything? I guess in your uni career, career in inverted commas, um, so far that you wish you knew at the start of your uni career. Has anything kind of jumped out at you? I think the main thing that I learned that I wish I knew in semester one was just being really efficient with time. Like you won't. I'm not sure about different courses, but for law and commerce, you don't have that much time to um, be constantly writing out notes and, and doing all that and then constantly yeah. updating them. When you get to the end of semester, you don't have that much time to do stuff. So I think the main thing that I wish I'd known in semester one was just being super efficient with what you're doing, um, like watching videos at like 1.5 times speed <laughs> yeah. to save some time <laughs> yeah. or like kind of skimming over some of the readings. Yeah. Um, that are less important mm-hmm. and not taking detailed notes for those. Yes. So, so given the time constraints yeah. of uni, you, you've had to kind of adapt the way that you study. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in semester, one, in semester one, when I first started Foundations of Law, I did all the readings. I took notes on the readings and yeah. lots of highlighting. Yeah. When I got to the end of the semester, I was just skimming the readings mm. and just kind of knowing what we're doing in class mm. and understanding that and just being more, like, efficient. Yeah, great. Uh, so is that lack of time kind of contributed to by the fact that you're doing a double degree? Like, does that add workload for you or does it add time to your degree? Or, like, how does that work? Uh, yeah, so doing a double degree does add time to you, but a lot of most people do double degrees because, firstly, it ends up costing around the same. Like, if, if you do straight law versus law and arts or law and commerce yep. and something else, it ends up costing around the same. And in terms of the time constraints, it's not actually that much more time. Yeah. So the way I look at it is rather than doing just electives, which are random subjects that you can choose to do here or there, um, why not do another degree? Why not get another degree? That's how I personally looked at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so during the semester itself, yeah. you're still doing the standard like four units, say? Yeah. So just doing the standard four units, two, two law units, um, two commerce units. Fantastic. Um, so what's your plan after uni, do you plan to practice law or, or maybe something more financial or, or kind of what's your, your goal? 
Um, well, I know it's definitely something to do with the law. Like my plan, my personal plan is still still in development, <laughs> yeah. um, but probably something to do with the law. I'm planning right now to do, to practice law mm-hmm. and maybe some law to do maybe some sort of law that's linked to finance, like maybe taxation law cool. or um, commercial law, something like that. Cool, fantastic. Um, and final question for today. To ATAR's matter at university, do you chat about it all the time? Do you go up and ask people what their ATARs are? Um, kind of what's your, your stance on that? Um, no, ATARs don't matter <laughs> at all at university. I think I've, I think after the first week, no one cares. Like yeah. you don't ask, you can go around asking people, oh, what was your ATAR? Yeah. Um, there's, don't worry, like there's so many different ways to get into your course. Yes. Like, I have so many friends who are second years who just transferred into war. Yes. And there's just so many different pathways. It's just going to take you longer, but you'll get there. Yeah, I think people don't really understand before uni, which is totally understandable, how easy, or not necessarily easy, but how common it is to transfer degrees, um, particularly within the same university. Kind of once you get your foot in the door, then you're kind of halfway there already. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jashil, for your thoughts. Um, been a very interesting podcast. I'm glad that you <laughs> kind of got through without getting concussed. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Jashil. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.